are transitioning from healing of our identity to our purpose. So we, we, we're, we're transitioning in the purpose. Amen. God is restoring our knowledge of our identity. Because until we realize who we are in Christ, you can't really walk in your purpose. Amen. Got a new scripture. I want to be the foundation of where we start. We're coming out of 1 Peter 2. 9 and 2, y'all, y'all, many of y'all are familiar with this verse. You can quote it. Um, but this is where I, I want to launch from. I won't get very far in it. I probably won't get no far than, but you are. <laughs> Until you get there, you, you're not, it doesn't matter what else you get, but. But, but that you are, amen. So, but I'm going to read the whole thing. But, but no, I, I'm not going to get no farther than, but you are, okay? So if you expect it more than that, just uh, hold your horses, okay? But you, but, okay, let me stop. <laughs> but you are a chosen generation. But you are a royal priesthood. But you are a holy nation. You are his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people but are now the people of God. So somebody need to give God a shout on that. Hallelujah. Our healing leads to our purpose. Now watch this. Walking into your purpose. Tell your neighbor, walk into your purpose. Walking into your purpose. Yeah, listen, you, we, are, we are never fully there, but we are walking into what he has for us, amen, what he, amen, sit down, that's it, <laughs> Father, even now, Father, renew my strength, preach out of my weakness, preach out of my inability, allow me to be an instrument of your glory, make clear what the Spirit is saying. Lord, move Tracy out the way. That they may hear and see you. From the youngest to the oldest, Lord, speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Someone mentioned it today, and I, it behooves me who said it. But someone said that, that uh, I think it was Terry said, our, our greatest need is Jesus. That laws cannot regulate uh, guns uh, because even if you take away guns, if they want to kill, they use something else. Murder is in the heart. 
Violence is in the heart. So even if you take away one instrument, they find another instrument. Listen, listen, sin comes from the heart. So yeah, it's true that, that the number one thing that we need is a relationship with Jesus, but 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 and knowing his love, but I think there's something else on the table because because and, and not only is it in the world that we need it, in the church we need it. And that is we need to be, we need to know what we was created for. My nephew who walked in, he was no more than maybe eleven or twelve years old. He called me up one day. He said, Tracy. I said, Yeah, Derek. He said, Why am I here? What's my purpose? I mean, he was maybe 11, 12 years old, and he understood the fact that unless there's a purpose, unless there's a reason why I'm here, life doesn't make sense. You know why people do what they do? Because life doesn't make sense. When you don't know who you are and you don't know your identity, and you'll know your purpose, you'll do anything. <laughs> he says, because my people don't have a revelation, because they don't have a knowledge, they have cast off all restraints. They're doing anything because, because when you don't have no idea why you're here, why you was created, and you just walking in darkness, you'll let anything tag you. Our identity was lost in the garden, which means technically we never knew it. Adam and Eve had it, but because they disobeyed God, they lost it. And because we are offsprings of deer, we was born with our identity. No longer born in the image of God. No longer having it. Already Satan was setting us up for failure. And, but Jesus came to restore, restore, restore. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's restoring my identity. He's restoring it. Listen to our text. The text doesn't say you will be. It says you are. He's not talking about doing. He's talking about a state of being whether you do it or not. Listen, a bird is a bird is a bird because it's a bird. Y'all get me? You can clip its wings and it's still a bird. You, 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 can, you can make it stop talking or singing and it's still a bird. Why? Because a bird is what it is. We will do who we think we are. Now check it out. Even though God has changed us, many of us haven't stepped into, or we're not stepping into what God has called us. Listen, many of us say, I want to know my purpose. Wait a minute, let me exchange something. Many of us think purpose is task. Purpose is your calling. A calling is something that you are created to do. You are created to be. That when you step into your purpose, nothing else fits. 
it's like, it's like, it's like you realize I was created to do this because I got joy in doing it. <coughs> Some of us is doing tasks, and the reason why it's tasks and, and it's not, don't fit us because we don't got no joy in doing it. Listen, how can I say this? Just say it, Tracy. If people don't enjoy you doing it, because you don't enjoy you doing it, then maybe you need to quit doing it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, don't be doing something just to do something. You need to find where you fit. Because once you do it and you recognize this is part of who I am, this is part of what God called me, you'll have joy doing it. <sighs> Can I use it for illustration? Sister Terry, can I use you? You probably was two months old crawling around. No, 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 no. Why? Because some of us is born. Some of us are just in us. And when you tap into the spirit of God, there'll be something coming up out of you that all of a sudden the other stuff start falling off of you. You can't tell me you can still be messy, still doing your purpose. When you are doing your purpose, you begin to let mess go. You know what? Because purpose takes the place of mess. If you don't, if you're not walking in your purpose, Satan's gonna fill your plate with. So, so you know what's going on there in the church? You know why there's mess in the church? Because we got people that don't know their purpose. Hold on. Can, can I go a step deeper? When you begin to find who you was created to be, you begin to have a desire to walk in your purpose. <laughs> Listen, if your vision of you is messed up, then your desire is messed up. You don't know who you are till Jesus shows you who you are. Can I go there? He ought to be your mirror. He's the one who defines who you are. Listen, when God begins to define who you are, after a while, it doesn't matter who else, who else says anything else. When, when, you, when, when you begin to know who you are, you don't have to follow the crowd. When you begin to know who you are, our greatest need of our children is an identity of who they are in Christ Jesus. And then guess what? Facebook friends won't mean that much. And if somebody talking about you on Facebook or in church, you know what? You got to get to the place. Somebody can roll their eyes at you, but you are so comfortable in being you. It don't make no difference. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. You got to get to the place where you know somebody don't like you, but you know you haven't done anything for them not to like you. So they must be jealous of your favor, and I'm cool with it. Because I'm not going to let go of my favor. <laughs> I mean, at some point, we got to take our eyes off of folks and get our set point from Jesus. 
that Lord, I'm becoming all that you want me to be. I don't care if anybody else don't get it. Listen, this is a mindset. This is a mindset. I remember one of the Super Bowls called the Freezer Ball. It was the Green Bay Packer and some other team. It was below zero. It was cold. You remember? Who was the other team? Chicago Bears. Oh, do you remember what the Green Bay Packers did? They came out with short sleeves. I mean, people was like, <gasps> and they come out there. They were fine. Know what they said? Let everybody else be cold. We're too focused to be cold. So we're going to act like we're not cold. You have to act what he says before you get there. Now, somebody had this. Listen, 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 listen. Faith is, I believe what he has told me before I'm walking in it. But I know I'm on my way. I know what he told me is true. I know it's in my spirit, but it hasn't been manifest yet. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to keep telling myself I am what he says I am. Doesn't matter whether I'm walking in it or not. I believe his word above my experience. I believe what he says I am. Because if God says I am, I am. Now hold on. There's a conflict, Justin. Sometimes there's a conflict with how we act and what he says. Because I came from a fallen nature. Sometimes my fallen nature don't want to let go. Y'all get me? So we still act out of our fallen nature because we haven't learned how to walk in the new nature. But do you know what you got to do? You got to believe beyond how you act. I'm going to, oh, I should have heard more amen than that. Matter of fact, can, can I mess with you a little bit? You got to believe beyond what you feel. If you are going to walk in who God says we are, then you got to say, I am what he says, even though it hasn't manifested itself yet. I, I know. God is trying to pull away the flesh, but until he does, you got to work with him. <laughs> you got to begin to take his word as truth. You got to believe it beyond your experience and begin to hold on to what he says about you. I mean, the, the little kids were singing it. The choir was singing it. Listen, a promise means that I don't see it yet, but I'm standing on it because I believe it. I know because he said it, so I know my God can't lie. And even though I haven't walked in it yet, I haven't tasted it yet, you can't make me doubt him because I'm standing on the promises of God. I have positioned myself in the right position to get blessed. I'm not going to turn to the right. 
I'm not going to turn to the left. I'm going to stay right here. And some of us moves out of position because God's taken too long. What that means is you haven't built yourself up in faith enough to stay in position. Listen, well, God understands. No, he don't. It's impossible to please God without faith. The one thing that he requires of us is to trust him. The one thing he requires is for us to push everything else out the way and to trust him. Do you know, and I, I, and I, know, we, I know the answer is no, if we ever got a glimpse of who we are, you know why Satan fights you so hard on your identity? Because if you ever got a glimpse, he couldn't handle you. You know, the truth of the matter is, it shouldn't be us afraid of the devil. It should be the devil afraid of us. Jesus said, on this rock, on my confession, I build my rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail, which means we're kicking in gates. Before, before, and we ought to be conquering territory on the outside. Our brother here said, took him six years of fighting the city before they called him just a few weeks ago. Notice what happened. He got in church, came and joined. Then after he joined, the gates became open. My question is, many times we think we're waiting on God and God is waiting on you to be obedient to the last thing he told you to do. Hallelujah. You know what? God won't show you everything. He'll show you one step at a time. You know, I, 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 you know what? Maybe, maybe I, I'm trying to break this problem. I'm trying to break this problem that I don't connect the dots ahead of God. Remember, I know the new kids don't know this thing, but remember, I don't know, kindergarten, you connect the dots, and the dots become a picture. God does that too. The problem is he don't put numbers to it. And you can, you, and you can put up your life and say, okay, I see this, I see this, I see that, I see that, I see that. And this is where I want to get to. So, Lord, if you would just connect these dots, then it would be where I want it to be. The problem with that is you're not orchestrating your life. He is. Tell you what I've done before. I have completely drawn the picture. Okay? And when God took another angle, I said, Lord, what are you doing? That's not my picture. And he said, that's not my picture either. <laughs> what, what, what idol have you exalted of you that don't fit the picture God has of you?
that's an idol. Psalms 139. I want you to see something. We're gonna get, we might get all the way through it, but it's going to help us understand what we are, which means it's already done. It's already written. And all he wants us to do is follow. Y'all with me? Watch this. Lord, this is David writing, and he's, he's writing by inspiration of the Holy Spirit because there's no way he can know this. God has given him insight, illumination, revelation on how what he did in David in our lives. You get it? Listen, David is a shepherd boy that he makes into a king that takes Israel to the most powerful nation in the world at that time. A shepherd boy whose family didn't like him, whose father dismissed him, but they could not see what was in his spirit. Can I tell you something? Nobody knows what's in your spirit. You know, unless God reveals it to somebody and he will have people along the way that help you see you. But, but you're going to have to close your ears to negative talk about you. I don't care if it is family. I don't care if it is mama. I don't care if it is daddy. I don't care who it is. If they're not speaking in your spirit, you got, you got to not pay attention. Some of the stuff we, we, we are rehearsing in our mind, we need to erase. You need to erase it. If it's not coming from God, it's coming from the devil. What's this? You created in the deepest part of my being. He said, this is who you are. This is the R statement. Not doing our state of being. This is what he made you, created you to be in his plan. He said, you put me together inside of my mother's belly. Listen. You know, the, the, the man that, that we saw today who, who was born to do that medical stuff, wonder if his mom would have aborted him. He was created to do just that. Everything geared him. His dad had enough wisdom to say, okay, there's something about you in medical I'm going to allow you, we're going to take a, 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 a cow's heart so that you can investigate because I see this gift in you. He understood God's hand was on this young man and at the age of eight, his father was tapping him into his purpose. What if he was aborted? With all the kids that was aborted, maybe somebody that had the answer for AIDS was aborted. Maybe cancer would have been eradicated, but because we don't understand the purpose and planning of God, we aborted them. Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, how you made me. Go back, go back, go back, go back. You went ahead of me too far. He said, while I was in my mother's womb, you was putting me together. Next verse. He says, how you made me is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's fearfully, I was fearfully, and one medical science is a practice. Your doctor is a practicing doctor. 
He don't know everything. I told somebody this morning, sounds like to me, you need to go get a second opinion. I don't care how good that doctor think he is. I got witnesses in here. A doctor will jack you up. And then act like he's so arrogant, he can't say I made a mistake. Hold on, wait a minute. You're practicing. I thank God for your practice, but I got a doctor over a doctor. And if what you tell me don't sound right, I'm going to go someplace else because I recognize you are limited in your knowledge. I pray, listen, you ought to praise God for what you do have and quit complaining for what you don't have. I, mean, I got to step down for this. Yes, I know you was born with lack. I know they did you wrong. But if you know the story of other people, you would thank God for the lack you had and that you wasn't born in their situation. Oh, I know some unbelievable stuff. I know some stuff that will blow your mind. We all be sitting here crying. But, but no, I seen God, I seen God lift people from the lowest to the utmost. I'm telling you, so many times what, what our lack was was that we would find it in Jesus. And when you find your healing in Jesus, your, 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 your wounds will become your testimony. You know what? I was playing with somebody. I said, I said, man, I, I, said, I said, I got more scars than you got. They were comparing scars. I said, let's go to broken bones. I broke more bones than you broke. You know what I, now listen, true. What, what'd you say? With a comparison. You know my elevator don't go all the way to the, you know, you know it don't. Okay, it's stuck. Let it be stuck then. But what I found out is when you break something, when your body goes to repair it, that place that is repaired is stronger than the rest of it. Did y'all get that? Where did you get broken and God wants to repair? So in that area, you're stronger so you can help somebody else. Listen, I got scars. The scars don't hurt no more. Now, the scars used to be a wound. But I got a story with that scar. On the inside, have your wounds become a scar? And now what was a wound is now a scar? And now it's your testimony? So watch this. So when you find somebody who was wounded like you used to be, you can show them your scar and tell them the same person that healed your womb can heal their womb. God specializes in, he said, I knew what I was doing. He said, quit blaming folks. Quit, quit recounting what you didn't have and put it in my hands. What's this? He said, I praise you for that. David said, I praise you for the way you made me. For, 
what you have done is wonderful. Can anybody praise God for what you got? Is anybody going to say, thank you, Lord? You brought me. You kept me. Lord, you made a way out of nowhere. I know that. Listen, you ought to know your own story enough. Can't nobody make you doubt God in your life. Oh, uh, y'all didn't hear that. You ought to be able to see God so plainly in, in, in your life, navigating you, keeping you, bringing you, that no matter what anybody else says, you know that you know that you know. Wait a minute. See, see, you ought to have you ought to see God so clear in the in the in the corners of your life, on the inside of your life. That, that when people start talking about he's not real, there's something inside of you that says, he may not be real to you, but let me tell you, I never would have made it if it had not been for God on my side. You know what? I'm not afraid to talk to anybody about God because on my personal level, I know what he's done. I know where I've been. I know how he brought me. I don't care how smart they are. The one thing they can't take away from me is my testimony. Is my testimony. Can't nobody take your testimony. Nobody. Nobody, nobody know your story. Don't nobody know how good God been to you. Don't nobody know the ins and outs. You know the outside. I know the inside of my story. David says, I know, I know very well. It was you. It was you. Go up next verse. He said, None of, not even my bones are hidden from you when you made me inside of my mother's body. This place was dark as the deepest part of the earth when you started putting me together. Huh? So I said, your hair, he did it. Your eyes. This made me think, I said, look, what about people that are born with mental, you know, physical handicaps? He said, I did that too. He said, I still have a blessing in them and for them that on surface level, you can't see Huh. You know, God, God is always up to something. I think, I think our view of God is too small. Can, can I explain how small we are? There's a baby ant, and, and not the big ants, the small ants, the baby of the small ant over there in that corner. Can you see? You can't see, can you? But you know what? That's us in God's world. That's how small we are in God's world. And guess what? This is his world. So, so let me ask you. So how you liking now? <laughs> How awesome is he now? And yet, 
we're going to try to dictate to him our lives when we don't know nothing but that little corner. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone. What's this? What's this? What's this? He planned how many days? Huh? If you are in purpose, working on purpose, don't you know death can't take you till it's time? I don't care what else is going on around you. If you are working your purpose on purpose, death can't take you till God says it's time. Can, 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 can I even go with, 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 with people in the Bible? He even extended some life because they felt like they wasn't through with their purpose. Now, you can shorten your life by not being on purpose in your purpose. Y'all got me? Let's go on. He said, I wrote down the number of them in your book before, before I had lived through even one of them. You know what he's saying? I got a book on you. Don't Hebrew says he's the author and the finisher of your faith? So watch this. If your victory has already been written, who can hold you back from your victory but you? Ah, uh, shut up. Listen, 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 listen. If it's already written and he has prepared it and fixed it, and all you have to do is stay on purpose, on your purpose, trusting God for what you don't see yet, then who can stop you from getting to your purpose and your destiny that's already written in his book on you? Uh, y'all, I don't get, I'm not getting enough class. I, I, I think what it is, y'all, is it that I need to break it down some more? God got a book in heaven with your name on it. It got the day you was born and the day you're going to die. It got your victory won at the end. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Regardless of where you are right now, the answer to your problem has already been written down. Uh, now y'all get me. Now y'all get me. Which means that if you stay on your path and stay trusting him, that no matter what your situation is, it's temporary. That God got more for you than what you can imagine. Because scripture says, eyes have not seen ears have not heard, has not entered into the imagination of man what God has for you. Now, you got to make sure you got your heart lined up to where God wants you. And if you got that, watch God work it out. Won't God work it out? Is there anybody in the house seeing God step in right on top? Is there anybody in the house seeing the hand of God open doors, close doors, make a way out of nowhere, and you knew without a shot of a doubt it was nobody but God. Nobody. Look, know what he's saying? It's in your book. You know what I don't like? He always shows you a sentence at a time. Y'all got me. But you know what? Because you know him. And you know how good he's been. Somehow we got to take where we've been 
to help us with what we're facing today. Anybody with me? If God's been that good back then, won't he do more in the future? For some of us who, who, who don't have a, that good of a resume in our past, did you know God kept you? Did you know there was nobody but God that brought you through all your ups and downs? Aren't you glad that God don't keep reminding you of what you used to be, but he keeps on reminding you of what you're going to be? Matter of fact, who you are, but the manifestation hasn't came. There is a difference between who we are and the manifestation of it. That's where we lack faith. Just because it hasn't been revealed yet don't mean that it's not. If God says it is, then it is. If he is the author, which means he wrote it, and he's the finisher, which means he finished it, that means that there's nothing the devil can do to stop you from getting to your appointed place. Now, watch this. You and I have the responsibility to take him and believe him at his word. The kids are right. The choir is right. I think that sometimes what we got to do is this. You got to sing to yourself. As the kids were singing, I said, that shouldn't be a kid's song. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it should be but it should be our song too. Because the truth of the matter is, though we want to think we got it all together, on a faith level, I got to keep on going back to A, B, C, D. You know why? I have to keep reminding myself what he has already done and what he promised me he's going to do. See, I don't know about you. But sometimes in life, when all H-E-L-L -L hits, the only thing that keeps you going is that you got an expectation on the table. I think that there's some folks in the house that what made you came today is not where you're at, is that you got an expectation. I just want to know, is there anybody else in the house, got an expectation. You don't see it yet, but you got an expectation. God has placed a promise. God has shown you something in your spirit. And it doesn't look like it's gonna come to pass. But something on the inside keeps on telling you, I can't lie what I showed you. What I told you, what I mentioned to you. Matter of fact, God is so good. He will remind you what he told you as you're on the journey. Am I right about it? God will wait till you're down and out. And a song will come on. And that song will speak to your spirit. That song will do something on the inside. By accident, you're changing channels. And a preacher is on. And he's speaking right into 
the situation you're in and you say, how did they know? How did they know? On your phone, a scripture will come up. You don't even know how it came up on your phone. It just showed up. You didn't Google it, you didn't type it, but it would speak right to you. Won't God speak? Won't God speak? Won't God speak? Right into your spirit, right into your situation. God will speak and everything in you will say yes, yes. Hold on, I hear something. I hear Paul saying, if he says I am, then I am. Because he said, I am. Don't matter what nobody else says. If he says I am, then I am. Because he says I am. You may not see it, but he says I am. I may not even act like it, but he says I am. I may not even feel like it, but he says I am. So if God says we're more than conquerors, then you need to open up your mouth and say, I'm more, I'm more. People waiting on you to fall. But you know what you need to do? Set your eyes on the hills with coming for your help. Because my help, your help, our help, cometh, 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 cometh. Well, preacher, I don't understand. How do you stay focused with all this stuff gets in the way? People get in the way. Voices get in the way. Well, you need to speak to yourself. Hallelujah. You need to open up your mouth and say what the Lord said. You need to tell yourself, I'm chosen, I'm elected, I'm adopted, I'm his beloved. Then lastly, you need to remind yourself, I am what he says I am. Because he says I am. I am. I am. I am. What he says I am. And he says I am. So I am. Don't matter what the world says. It matters what he says. Now if I tell your enemies, keep on watching me. Keep on watching me. I know you're waiting for my downfall, but you're going to see my uplift. I know you're waiting for me to let go, but I'm going to keep on bleeding. I know you're talking about me. Keep on talking about me. Talk about me as he lifts me. I know you want me to fall, but I'm going to keep on trusting, trusting I am who he says I am. Because he says I am. I am. I am who he says I am. Because he says I am. I am. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody said Christ wasn't. But he knew he was. Even his family said he wasn't. 
but he knew he was. They nailed him on the cross and said he wasn't. They mocked him, made fun of him, put a king of the Jews on him and said, eh, he is who he says he is. We're going to stand here and watch to see that the Father will help him. But we don't believe he is who he says he is. But he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Listen to his last words. It's finished. I did what I came to do. I did to win the victory for all of them. I've defeated Satan. I have wiped away their sin. I called them righteous. I called them holy. Their victory is in me. Now that I won their victory, it's finished. I commit my spirit into your hand. They laughed at it. They made fun of it. All day Friday night. All day Saturday. But early, 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 early Sunday. He got up. He got up. He got up. If he got up, you get up. If he got up, you raise up with all power. That's our victory. Do you know that's your victory? He did that for us. Whose voice are you going to listen to? Tell your neighbor, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. You're just waiting for the manifestation of it. You're just waiting for the manifestation of it. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Oh, he's good. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah.